Welcome back to Groupie Therapy. Before we begin, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Yorta Yorta country on which this podcast is recorded. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. This is Groovy Therapy. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Sean. We are so happy to have you back and listening to us. This is the podcast where we talk about all things music. It's the fourth episode, I believe. Can you believe we're still doing this shit? Uh, yes, because I believe we're destined for great and bright things. <laughs> right. Great and bright things. Friend. I've got to agree with you. I really do. So we've got um, a bit of a change in this episode. We wanted to make it shorter and sharper for you all. Um, we've got a couple of the same segment, segments, um, but a bit of a twist on them, I'd say. Yeah. Um, pardon if Vanessa and I uh, sound a bit weird. Like Nasal. We're both, we're nasally, because we're both kind of sick right now. But um, we're going to power through. Mm-hmm. We're here Just, to deliver. Yeah, for you guys. I mean, you got to feed your community. That's right. Nourish the community. That's a better way to put it, actually. I love that word. I'm glad <laughs> I did have it in here today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm put it into my um, vocal vocabulary for the day. Um, yeah, as usual, I'm going to start with uh, a recommend some friends. Going towards um, one album this time. Yeah, we, we want to just focus on something that's really strong and powerful, if that gives you a little hint about what we're talking about. Yeah, um, and then we are going to head to our next segment, which is um, Trigger Warning, which you guys had a little taster of last right. time. Um, and then to finish off with Guilty Feet Have Got No Rhythm. So yeah. a fun one for everyone involved and mm-hmm. embarrassing for us. So. Yeah, stay tuned. Keep listening. This is Group Therapy. Yo! Welcome back to Groupie Therapy. Um, as always, we would like to go through some, recommend some friends, us, we are friends, mm-hmm. and here are our recommendations. Um, I have a bit of a spicy one, as always, someone who's new. <laughs> I got a little <laughs> bit of this without me. That's good, because as always, I've got someone who's old, yeah. so. kind of works out. Um, so my, my recommends from friends is uh, Sampa uh, the Great. Yeah, um, she just released an album last week, mm-hmm. last Friday, um, which I have been listening to a lot. Uh, perfect timing. Yeah, perfect timing. Like when I first originally chose her, I didn't know she had an album coming out, and then like it just kind of happened. And I was like, oh great! Like I have more songs to kind of, you know, a bigger sample size, I guess. So who put you onto her? How did you find her? Um, I fuck, I don't even know. Hey, like it was a while ago. I, I think I found it on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've heard that name. We we're on SoundCloud. <laughs> well, <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> I only look. I yeah, look. I'm a slave to Spotify at this point. I do still listen to a few radio shows on. Um, SoundCloud, NTS but I'm I'm not finding artists on there. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm yeah. not looking for artists on oh, there. Oh no, yeah. But I'm going to yeah. because now I've been called out. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I think Spotify is probably the better one to look at. Um, to be honest, uh, but yeah, found her on SoundCloud. Um, 
and uh, moved to Australia, like, around 2015, 2016. She started rapping when she moved to Australia, mm. and she lives in Melbourne. Um, I think she started, she studied, she was studying and stuff, and then she just linked up with a bunch of, like, Melbourne-based producers and stuff, and then she just, um, yeah, started rapping, and she is actually a very talented rapper, mm. um, mixes a lot of African influence, obviously, because she's from Africa, and, yeah, um... A few tracks have have stood out to me, um, which is Oh My God and Final Form. Mm-hmm. Also, Freedom is another good one. And her album that came out last last Friday on the... Oh, came out on the 20... Came out on the 20th. Mm-hmm. Is Freedom uh, the... 13th, sorry, 13th. The, the track that she sort of come out with? From the album, yeah, um, I think that's it was, what it was, I've it was like a, it was like an EP that came out, and she mm. did the video clip in yes. um in Africa, and she's like been. It's actually the first. It's actually really good for her. But it's like it's the first time she has gone back to Africa and performed in front of, like in front of her. Good for her. Like in in front of her like home Oops. crowd. Um, her album that came on the thirteenth is called The Return, and um, she's been in a lot of uh, buzz around her, um, especially with Jada Pinkett Smith, as I mentioned in the last episode as well. Um, she's kind of let everyone know that she's around. And that yeah, sort of stuff. for those who didn't catch it on the last episode, Jada Pinkett Smith posted saying that that was her new favorite rapper. Yeah, yeah, on Is Twitter. That right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, trying to light on her. Yeah, there you go. Um, and you can understand why when you listen to her stuff, she demands attention, doesn't she? Yeah, and she has she draws a lot of inspiration obviously from the African culture her heritage but uh, from jazz uh, obviously from like, boom bap hip hop and that sort of thing um, and um, one thing I found on this album is that she, it, I f- like it kind of it's very similar to Kendrick Lamar how he, how he like plays around with his voice a lot yeah um, like Kendrick Lamar has like a staccato flow and like uh, Sampha has the same th- Sampha has the same has the same sort of thing happening as well. She mm. plays around on the voice, like like high and lower registers and stuff. That's an interesting comparison that you make. I hadn't thought about it mm. like that before. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just you know you know I'm it's my job. <laughs> I have to do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but the album mainly focuses on her homecoming. Um, obviously, as like she's coming back to Africa and like performing in front of her fans and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, also who she is as well. Like she um, she defined by heritage like and that a lot of that shows through um aggressive introspective album that packs a punch in every direction mm. um about and sp- explores themes of empowerment righteousness and impassioned lyricism so mm. in the face of um racism mm. and supremacy what, what was the track that we were listening to outside because we obviously had to put it on while we were eating our brunch. Um, the one that she mentions, Melanin, it was a song. Oh, uh, Final Form. Final Form. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I really enjoyed yeah, that one. Yeah. And that's really in line with what you're saying about. Yeah, uh, yeah that's my, um, my recommend some friends. Sample the Great. You put your favourite tracks up on the Spotify playlist. Yeah, that's up there. So everyone can listen after this. You know where to find it? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's link in bio, Instagram, check that out, put it on Twitter as well. So yeah, sample the great. Well, we're keeping it um, going with the African artists and love that you shared a new one. Like I said, I'm bringing it back to the old school 
because I'm so cool. <laughs> don't cut that out. I don't regret a thing. <laughs> um, I actually was put on to this artist by a friend. So this is a recommend from a friend that I'm recommending now to another friend. Um, and the artist is Felakuti and he's a Nigerian multi-instrumentalist. Um, so he was born in 1938 and died in 77. So he was really, um, he sort of emerged in like the 60s, 70s. So he's got that kind of vibe to him. Um, his main instruments that he played was saxophone and keyboards and trumpet and electric guitar. And you may recognise the name because he was the pioneer of Afrobeat. Oh. Mm. So I was really surprised that I didn't already know this artist. So that's why I was really glad that I was showing this artist. Um, he's a very prolific man, mostly because of his uh, political, um, I, I was going to say affiliation, but just his political stances um, and just the moves that he made while he um, was sort of popular and how he used his platform. Um if you can um, describe what Afrobeat is, how would you kind of... Yeah, sure. Afrobeat is a combination of jazz, funk, psychedelic rock with traditional West African chants and rhythm. So that gives you a sort of a, a bit of the vibe there. Um, but I'll give you a bit of the history so you can understand how he came to start working in Afrobeat and that kind of stuff. Um, so he came from, or well, his parents, his mother was a teacher. Shout out to the teachers. <laughs> and his father was um, an Anglican preacher. Yeah. But his mother was a feminist and his dad was actually the first president of the Nigerian Union for Teachers. Um, so they were quite, uh, they were known in society, like, well educated. Yeah. They wanted him to be a doctor. He was like, no, stop that. I've got other plans. Um, he got into music, uh, started performing in local bands. Um, but at the time, Nigeria was going through a civil war. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of the stuff that he was singing about, a lot of the music he was making, the Nigerian people couldn't really relate to at the time because they were going through this, for lack of better words, fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, so they weren't relating to it. At, he decided to go to the US on a tour and it's there that he uh, found the teachings and writings of Malcolm X. Ah. Was super inspired. Yeah. Came back to Nigeria and started writing songs that his people would relate to because he knew that he could use his platform to mm. sort of communicate really big things. Um, so he started fighting for a clean government. And one of the songs that um, were released at the time was Zombie. And Zombie is a song that really openly criticised the army at the time and he compared the military to zombies because of the way in which they just blindly followed orders. Brainwashed and stuff, yeah. Yeah, so um, by this point he was quite well known. Um, He had other songs like Water Has No Enemy, which is a great one. Um, which emphasises the power of water and it's a sort of a a metaphor suggesting um, its importance to opposing ideology such as life and death. So he was already really getting deep with his shit. Um, And he had a commune as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about that. Yeah, Yeah. he had a commune, which was super cool. And 
within his commune, which he called the Calicutta Republic. He had a recording studio, but he also had a free health clinic. Free healthcare for all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, he was already he had he had a lot of status, and then out came zombie. Yeah. And then shortly after, his commune got raided by a thousand uh, Nigerian militants. And some crazy shit happened. He was, like, beaten. He was, like, stripped nude and beaten all the way to jail. Yeah. His mother was thrown off a second-story building and she fell into a coma and died weeks later. Yeah. So he really went through some shit, but he still kept um, releasing all this music, still um, still was really strong in his, in his political stances and messages. Um, but above all, he was really a musical... Genius. The music that he, he was producing, there was just heaps and heaps and heaps of music. Um, I think I've put my favourites on the Spotify playlist anyway. Um, but, yeah, Fee Not For Man and Why Black Men They Suffer um, all have really important messages. But the musicality of it all is just really amazing. Like, it is really 70s. Like, I was playing, if you, you did hear a bit yeah, of it I did, earlier. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, yeah. And it's something it's, that you can just put it, put on and just let it play um, in the background. But if you really start to listen to it, you can really appreciate all the layers that it has, all mm. the different instruments and stuff. He actually has a lot of albums. Like, he has heaps of albums. Like, yes. he's, like, very prolific with, um, with like, the music that he kind of made and... Like, yes. Like multiple albums within 1972, multiple albums within 1975 mm-hmm. and 1976, yeah. and that sort of stuff, all the way up to, and then like posthumous releases. Yeah. Yeah. And fun fact, once he performed the tracks live, no, once he, correction, once he recorded the tracks, he would stop performing them live. Oh, right. Yeah. I found that really interesting. Oh, that's never something I've heard of before. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's why he was he just, like, kept producing, producing yeah, so much music because he's like, I need more stuff to play. Um, but, yeah, definitely someone that you need to know um, for his music and also for his activism. activism yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, um, definitely look into him as, as well. Like maybe go to the record store and buy them all. <gasps> if you can find something. Yeah. I have a feeling it might be hard to find something from him. Oh. We'll see. I don't know. With the rare, rare LPs and stuff. Mm. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. I'm Love to do it. It's what I'm here for. <laughs> it's all we're both here for, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. So, Felakuti. Mm-hmm. Oh, so how do, how, do, how do I pronounce it? Felakuti. Felakuti. I think. Like, that's how I heard it in the doco. Yeah. So, if I'm not saying it right, please correct me. And uh, Sam the Great, um, Africa's Finest. Mm-hmm. Some of the best music in the world. Yeah. I right, stay tuned for the next uh, segment that we got is um, an album review of our choosing. Both of us are mm-hmm. going to review this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, we're on this well, one together. Review and talk about it in like background stories and, and stuff. So you yeah, know, our two cents basically. talk about our album choice of the month we have teamed up for this one we said it's a strong one for this week 
different as well. Different. Um, Aussie. Aussie, of yeah. course. And we like keeping it local. Yeah. And who is it, Sean? King Gizzard and Liz Wizard with Infamous the Rat's Nest. Cue metal music. Open up the fucking pit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we are talking about the latest from Kingies, their 15th album in 10 years. I mean, like, how prolific. Like, they go through um, more genres and more, like, uh, musical styles than in, within 10 years in a band that has been mm. around for, like, 30 years. Like, Which is interesting because other artists or bands will take on alter egos or rebrand to release, you know, different... Yeah. They're different projects where they're just like, you know what, we want to do this and we're just going to do it and we're just going to release it. And it's just like... And they do it well. They, they do. Yeah, they do do it well. Um, like this album in particular is um, quite a departure from like, well, the last project, was, which is really much a folk album. Mm. Um, Bluesy, like yeah, boogie, rock. Yeah, yeah Fishing for Fishies. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Mm-hmm about environmentalism and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and um and but this one is uh just a th- it's just a thrash metal album yeah and i don't listen i don't really well we don't really listen to metal no um but i feel I like i enjoy it but i don't it's not my go-to oh yeah exactly mm. it's not something i listen to like by myself like with headphones on but um i feel like this album has kind of opened my eyes a little bit because like it does have a lot of um like similarities to like a lot of early early Metallica stuff. Yes. Um, Pantera, Slayer as well. Black Sabbath. Um, Sabbath. There's a lot of Sabbath, the influences in there, mm. especially the way Stu kind of, Stu the lead singer um, uses his vocals, especially mm-hmm. on uh, Planet B mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, like I like this album. So like I'm willing to explore uh, some more metal music. And I've been listening to like Slayer, Raining Blood, which is like, mm-hmm. the, <laughs> which is like the you know the most recognized song. We've got like catching up to do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's what we're saying yeah, here. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it is. If you think about, or if you're comparing this album to their last um, record, it's probably the bleakest one. Yeah. Like not musically, but the themes. Yeah. Like so, they've continued with that yeah. environmental theme, yeah. and it's their. They've gone full blown metal. With their environmental message. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why they've gone... Well, they're usually a seven-piece, um, but they're stripped back to three three people. So mm-hmm. lead singer Stu McKenzie, uh, lead guitarist uh, Joey Walker, mm-hmm. and uh, they usually have two drummers, but one drummer was on this, uh, Michael Cavanaugh, mm-hmm. um, because it was... It wasn't more. It wasn't uh, as technical as their past, their previous albums, like with mm-hmm. like Michael Tones and that sort of thing. So... Um, Live, they play with a full band, but like this mm-hmm. for this recording, it's just those three guys. And um, I mean, they make a lot of racket for three people, to be honest. Yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, like very heavy hitting stuff. Um, but yeah, as you said, environmentalism is the, the main kind of. Yeah, so I guess um, you could describe it as an apocalyptic dystopia that they talk about. Yeah, yeah I think it's a good way to put it. Um, ecological disaster, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Um, well, the first kind of is very literal. Yeah. Like the first song, Planet B, mm-hmm. uh, in the chorus. As in, there is no Planet there's B. There's no Planet B. That's that's the that's the main chorus that goes throughout the whole song. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
it's pretty literal there. So yeah, um, I guess the way the way that they view it is just like or view the issue is with like disgust and contempt. Yeah, and it's really like a little bit more aggressive. It's aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. I guess you you would have to present it that way when you're <laughs> talking about this stuff over metal. Yeah. So yeah. Um, um, but I, I have a lot of respect for them because you know I love a political message. Um, what's not even political anymore? This is like more than that. Yeah. So um, I love that they've just really gone full force with it. Uh, I've I have noticed that um, side A, so like half the from like planet B to like uh, like from from the first track planet B to like the middle track uh, to the fourth track Superbug. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just all about, um, like, people, like, the earth just to kind of, like, mm-hmm. an ecological disaster and that sort of thing. Um, I love Superbug. That's one of my, <laughs> that's one of my favourites. It's, it's very sludgy. It's very mm. um, Black Sabbath-y. Yeah. Uh, and, like, instead of taking, like, the usual, like, sci-fi theme that they go with, it feels like a docuseries. Mm, that's an interesting way to put it. Um, they talk about, so organ farmer. So that looks at humanity's destructive ways um, just, of the meat industry, which yeah, we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm, because Stu's, Stu's a vegan. Oh, I see. I didn't Shout know outs to the vegans. Um, so, yeah, that's a, quite, a, quite a message about the meat industry there. My favourite is actually Mars for the Rich. Uh, Mars for the Rich Mars is number for, one. And then... Yeah. Planet B and Superbug, maybe. I haven't ordered them yet. Like, I haven't really... Mine's Mars for the Rich. Mars for the Rich is number one. There's a, it must self, have another song and I have put my finger on it. is, like, one of my yes. favourites. And, that and that's has probably a video. the hardest one. Yeah, yeah. All the videos are quite, quite like... I mm. Like, the classic Giz... King Gizzard, like, Gizverse. Out there. Yeah. Look and feel, that sort of thing. Speaking of videos, um, they have... Well, it's not really a video, but with their album, they also released a game. Yeah, yeah, we played it a little bit. It's actually yeah. very fucking hard. It's like it's hard. I, was, yeah. I couldn't figure out how to shoot, man. I'm pretty sure. Well, I'll give you the website. If you want to go and play, yeah. if you can figure out how to fucking play, then you can let me know. Um, I died with a bunch of rats just eating me alive. Like I couldn't shoot. <laughs> like I had to reload, and these like the rats just cornered me and like cornered me in the level. And oh I was my like, goodness! Fuck, I just but um, what, what a metaphor for climate change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, yeah, Mars for the rich. Uh, it's. Uh, this this concept behind it, or the story behind it, is like the rich kind of move to Mars because they can afford it, and then leave all the poor people on yeah, Earth. Yeah, it's classes. Just talks about access, I suppose, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like the second half of the album, like side B, uh, and like track five to like track nine, is about um, rebels uh, who are forced to leave Earth mm. and try to settle on Venus. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's why. And then I try to, like, take over um, from rich people. It's the thing. Mm. Because the rat mm. Well, one of my favourite lines from the album, speaking of the rich versus the poor, is I'm just a poor boy living frugally. And I can just really relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> we can all re- relate to that. Yeah. Um, uh, have you had a look at uh, reviews just online? To I see have it? looked yeah. at reviews. And I think considering that what they did was sort of, it's pretty brave to yeah. um, go into and in, into explore another genre yeah. 
especially when there's so many great names that you have to sort of yeah. um, respect or yeah. sort of pay homage to. Um, most things that I saw were pretty good. Some There was some criticism about not being able to sustain the theme I saw, throughout I saw that the album. As well. Yeah, yeah. It kind of drags on a little bit, which yeah, so I, I kind of feel as well, but not so much. It's like I just re- I thought it was a really good album. And maybe that's because we don't have the, the, the metal background. Yeah, yeah. But I, I enjoyed it, and I think it was I, – I think for some people it was – or for them it was more like a, hey, look, we can do this, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, what I saw – like I saw this album as more of an homage to like – Metal, thrash metal. Mm. Stu is actually uh, most of the guys are actually like they listen to metal when they when they're growing up and stuff. Mm. So it wasn't like with the old, with the other projects they usually kind of like they weren't trying to reinvent the wheel with this yeah. one. It was like no, yeah, it was no, just no, like no. this is what it is. This mm. is what we were influenced by when we were younger, and we just want to make something that sounds a lot like that. Mm. And um, with the other stuff that like, they're kind of like moving into like different areas and trying to like make something new. That's the thing. Mm. Like microtonal banana was like. A mix of like psych rock with also like Middle Eastern influences and stuff, that sort of stuff. And like the folk album, um, is it Gumboot Soup? Yes. Gumboot Soup. And then also um, the jazz album with uh, one of the guys from Mild High Club, uh, Sketches of Brunswick East as well. Which That's is one like, of my favorite. Of the, what is your favorite album of theirs if you have one? My uh, Flying Microtona Banana. Okay. I, I love that album with passion. Yeah, it's, okay. My favorite, my favorite track from King Gizzard is probably like Nuki, uh, Mr. Robot. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to choose from. So like, I feel like it probably says a lot about you, depending on what album you choose. Yeah. Um, Mine's, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I feel my favorite songs come from different albums. Yeah. Like, so it's between, um, Nonagon, Infinity, Oddments and, um, Maybe sketches of Brunswick East as well. I don't oh. know. It's hard to pick. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, I'm. They just have so many. They come out with albums every. What is this? The third album of the year. Second, I think. Second album of the year. Yeah. Um, and last year, the last year they released five, which is like yeah. a feat in itself. And then there was the one that they released with no copyright. Yeah, that's right. Just, yeah. Yeah. Poly, Polygon Dino Land. Yeah. yeah. The the prog. I thought that's the prog super, rock that was one. super cool as well. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Infest the Rat's Nest, it wasn't as critically acclaimed as mm. their past works. Um, I think it, it, it's gonna, it becomes harder for them when, you, when they release so much music. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, they yeah. unconsciously set a pretty high... Bar for themselves, yeah. yeah. I, think it's, I think it's a solid album. Like, especially for a thrash, first thrash metal album. Um, it passes through, but who am I to say? Because I never really saw it. Yeah. But I feel like it kind of open. It's like a gateway drug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it opens up the um, sonic thrash landscape for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so if so you don't listen to metal, give it a go. It's a good start, and then you can just go backwards from there, like we are. Yeah, and I'm I'm actually excited to see where they're heading to, like the next where the next project goes. Like me too, because they're still really they're young. Going. They're quite young. They're I think they're yeah. our age. Yeah. yeah, and I and I should also mention that we're recording this. Episode in Tokemall again, and two of the members are actually from Daniloquin, which is just, just like over. an hour yeah. away. Yeah, so yeah. that's a little fun fact for you. But um, anything else to add? Um, no, I'm just like really excited to hear where the band goes next. Was like this just too. so like prolific with the genres and like just mm. you know. But um, yeah, give it a go. 
for a bit of a reference, Pitchfork has given it 6.7, which is I like... I saw a few sevens in the around as well. Um, the Needle Drop, the guy, the reviewer on YouTube has given it a like strong like seven-ish mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Like he's, High score. Yeah. But what are we giving it? I didn't even think about this until right this moment. I'm going to give it a good maybe seven and a half Asian mullets out of ten. <laughs> I'm going to give it... <laughs> I'm just going to give it a plain seven because I can't top that. <laughs> It'll be on our playlist, so check it out. Infest the Rat's Nest by Kingies. You. It's time for Trigger, Trigger warning. warning. This is the segment where we bring hot topics to the forefront. Today the pressing question is, can you separate art... From the artist? Um, in my uh, humble opinion, uh, no, I don't think you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you can probably learn from it and mm-hmm. like maybe take a stance against it or something like that. But mm-hmm. um, like, for example, I stopped listening to Kanye West. Mm. Like, I, even well, though what he stands for and stuff, like the stuff that is, the shit that is, has gone down in recent months and mm-hmm. over the past year and stuff, like, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't really listen to him anymore. Um, so let's just rewind for a second. I guess what we're talking about in our trigger warning today is the artists out there who have just done some really fucking problematic shit. Um, Kanye West is one. Yeah. R. Uh, Kelly, huge one. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, another big one is uh, Michael Jackson as well. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah. Motley Crue. Motley Crue, what in the what? The list goes on. Well, they some of their members uh, slept with girls who were fourteen years of age. For real, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think they claimed the card that they didn't know how old they were and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then it came out later. I mean, that's the same shit that happened with Bowie as well. Like he slept yeah. with like underage, uh, underage girls. Mm. Um, same as Iggy Pop. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't feel like can just because for what they, mm. what they've done, I mean, basically they're still the same person. Mm. But then again, with Bowie, like he takes alter egos. Uh, like when he was recording mm. those, like his albums, in the seventies and stuff, he took mm. he took on um like different personas and that sort of thing. So I don't know where they, where do you draw the line there. Well, that's the thing. It really depends on where you draw the line. So I mean. For me personally, I stopped listening to R. Kelly. I stopped listening to Chris Brown. Of late, I really have been missing a little bit of um, the Chris Brown songs. But I just can't enjoy them because I think about everything he stands for. And it's not so much a matter of this whole, like, cancel culture thing, which is like, really been a hot topic of late. Cancel culture being a form of boycott um, by, like, an audience when someone has, like, an questionable and unpopular opinion. Um, But I think the thing for me is if the artist shows some kind of regret or repentance or rehabilitation. But all of these artists remain... remain, They just don't have that self-awareness. They don't take responsibility. And that's why I'm like, why am I a humble... Poor girl. 
They're paying for, but that's what I mean. Yeah. Every time you listen, every time you stream a song, you're basically you're, paying, you're supporting you're, you're, that you're lifestyle. Support, 100%, yeah, you're supporting them. Yeah. I, I, I like initially, like they cancel culture, the whole cancel, cancel culture thing, like it's a whole different topic, but um, I totally get it. Like I was, I mean, I'm active, I don't listen to Chris Brown, I listen to R. Kelly and stuff. Mm. But again, like up until recently, it's like once you have. Um, once they show some sort of empathy and trying to work into mm. the past, because you can't cancel them and just be like, they can't kind of build on themselves and like, you know, like become a better people. It was yeah. like, what's, what, like, what does that reflect on us when we mm. say, yeah, you're canceled, like you're, you're in the bin, that sort of thing. Mm. We don't want any, we don't want a bar of you and that sort of thing. Like mm. you're going to give them a chance to kind of like, you know, yeah. rehabilitate, them, rehabilitate themselves or that sort of thing. Yeah. So, but a lot of a lot of these artists didn't take that chance. No, uh, so and they still repeat that same behavior behaviors. Uh, yeah, like Chris I, Brown, I think for example, so with his obs- obsession with oh, he's and just, all that shit. <laughs> he's just a fuckwit, man. Like I hate that. I hate yeah. that cunt so much. Yes, <laughs> tell it like it is. Yeah. That's not to say that I haven't like. Continue to listen to some of these artists. I think it's in in the last couple of years where I've really yeah decided to live by my values. Yeah, it's like when you grow you, know? up, you grow up and you mature and that sort of thing, and like you yeah. just like like I li- I used to love Michael Jackson. Yeah, like I was brought up on his music, yeah. but it came to a point where it was like I can't like that. The ch- the, these are children we're talking yeah. about. Like it's just not. But um, I guess when it comes down to it, I can acknowledge that these artists are great. You know, a lot of them talented, yeah. are talented and, you know. It's just the way they... Um, I get like, that, but I, I yeah, I, it's, hard, it's really hard for me to separate the art from the artist. I totally agree as well. I mean, if you definitely have an opinion on that, mm. um, we'd like to know. Yeah. And look, there's heaps of artists out there who are good people and they're fucking talented. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like we're missing out. Exactly. So... Mm. So that's our two cents. Yeah. And we got really passionate there for a sec. But yeah. it's trigger warning. And it's we trigger ha- warning. We kind of so have to. Deal with it. Let us know what you think. Yep. All right. So it's the most... Embarrassing part of the episode. Um, <laughs> Are you ready to be embarrassed yet again? Guilty feet have gotten r- rhythm. Well, with the stories that we just posted, I mean, <laughs> it's just all downhill from here. <laughs> We're going to hit 100k, baby. Mm. Um, yeah, so we... <laughs> I just want <laughs> you all to know that Sean's about to take a really big sip of his drink. I assume in order to get through this segment. But look, let me I'll give you a moment to collect yourself. Do you mm. want me to go first? I would just like to say that I'm not actually embarrassed about these songs. It's just like... It's it's funny. It's, it's funny, funny, yeah. Like, it's fun. It's, yeah. Yeah. And there should be no shame. This is no, a no safe shame, space. safe space. Um, yeah, do you want to go, Vanessa? There they go. Yeah, so um, just for context, I was actually going to choose a Trey Songs <laughs> song. <laughs> so that gives you a bit of an idea. But um, I've chosen Anywhere by R&B band 112. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, talking explicit 
lyrics. We can do it on about the, sexual acts. Do it on, do it in the shower, on the bedroom floor, the kitchen, kitchen floor. Sorry. Yeah, both both of our bodies dripping wet. Um, make it a night you won't forget. Is that um, your favorite <coughs> one twelve song? <coughs> You're gonna have to ask me that again. Is that your favorite one twelve song? I think it might have to be my favorite one twelve song, closely followed by a "What If." <laughs> what if? Yeah. What if I never played around? I like never cheated on you, girl. I like hot and wet. Oh my god! The ludic- yes. The, ludic- the ludicrous remix, though. Yeah. Hot and wet. Girl, you make me wanna sweat when you touch me like that. Then you know I wanna give it to you. You really have to be into your R and B to know. Yeah, yeah. Like to know beyond. More than peaches and cream. More than peaches and cream. More than peaches and cream. Let me tell you what I wanted. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, my was are you. Is you done or are you done? <laughs> is you done? <laughs> I'm done? Is you done or are you finished? Like, <laughs> I'm done. Uh, well, my um, guilty pleasure for this this episode is um, Ed Sheeran thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I adore this song so much. I don't. Um, you know what? I actually now that I think about it, I don't know how it goes. I, like, I know Ed Sheeran yeah. songs. I just don't know the titles. I'll, I'll, I'll play it for you after. But, like, it's just, like, like, I don't really listen. I don't listen to Ed Sheeran well, besides this song. But um, he makes a – he writes a really fucking catchy song. He does. Um, he, There's no like, denying He's actually that a really he's, talented songwriter. He is. And that's why he's he so rich and, like, so popular. Yeah, that's and he's a thing. nice guy. He's a very nice guy. I mean, shit tattoos, but, like, who am I to speak? <laughs> I'm Googling his tattoos <laughs> right now. What are we talking? Um, but Thinking Out Loud is just, like, a real slow, like, uh, it has sort of a Motown-y vibe to it. Um, but, yeah, it's just about, um, you know, like, Thinking Out Loud just... I actually don't know what the song's about. I just like singing it. But, like, he's, it's about him and his love, like, growing old together. And mm. Because the, the chick that he's with is his high school sweetheart. Is it? So I he writes a lot about her. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're really sweet. Yeah. My favourite line from the song is, when my hands don't play the strings the same way. Oh, Oof. that yeah. song! <laughs> yeah, that song. When the dun, yeah, exactly. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, is when that your the song? fade, yeah. When my hands Baby, you don't... Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's a timeless song. Yeah, it's a it's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I the reason why I like it is because like my sister and I used to like we sing it like loudly together. Oh, that's so sweet. (laughs) Oh, that's lovely. It's like probably like that that song, and I showed her like when you know when Heim first came up. Yes. Like I showed her Heim, and then she's like, we just sung. like the popular songs together, but it's like she really got into the hymn around that time. Mm. So I was like, ah, oh, like I was well. anyway. Music brings people together, people, and that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah. Slap of the hand. Yeah, slap of the wrist. Anyway, <laughs> actually, I'm not, yeah, I'm not embarrassed about that song. I'm going to sing it straight after this, but, you know. Um, yeah, but that's uh, Guilty Figure of Gunner Rhythm, and I hope you enjoy that because we, I certainly did, like, yeah. You know, it's good to end off on a little a light note. You know? Yeah, especially when we've covered some interesting themes in this episode. But it's been great to do it with you, Sean. Yes, it has, as always. Mm-hmm. It's always been a pleasure. Um, it's time for us to hit the road. Yeah, hit the road, Jacks. 
And but we will be back. Yeah, we will be back for the next next month. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell us what you think. What is your Gizzy pleasure? What do you think? Can you separate the art from the artist? Did you listen to King Giz? Should we talk about something else Bella for Putti? trigger warning? Yeah, did you listen to these people? Yeah, like, like what's up? Um, yeah. What are we doing this for? <laughs> no, we're doing it for fun. Yeah. And if you listen, then that's just a bonus. Yeah, that's cool. Whatever. Let's do mm. it. Um, yeah, signing off. I'm Sean. Moi, I'm Vanessa. <laughs> Group therapy with your therapists, and thank you for listening. See you next time. Peace.